They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. I am here with my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punakana, the now forever CK Joe Rottermill. You know it. I am here with Preptagon Jr., Josh Aguina. My man. And I am here with Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Halo Aaron Lloyd. Is that it? Yep. Is that? <laughs> okay. You're not hailing from anywhere? Well, no, I, there was always like a stream, and Alo said he wanted to, to streamline a little bit. You wanted I, to trim it down? I just realized I was about to introduce him. I never went over what he wanted to keep yep. and what he wanted to drop, so <laughs> I just went with what came natural to he me. He was giving I'm you glad. cold stares. Yeah, so. I'm glad that it, it worked out. Uh, so we have another edition of Throwback Madness. This is the uh, episode picked by C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Uh, you want to tell us which one you picked? I picked uh, King of the Ring 2001. It's a uh, Kurt... Angle heavy pay per view with yeah. some with some stalker stalker storylines. So, yeah. yeah, some weird stalker storylines involved. It, it was a, it was definitely a throwback for me. Yeah, Alo, you want to go over our rating system for the listeners before we give our ratings? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls on middle, it's a slobber knocker. If it's a fantastic show, it's a showstopper. And then there's a Trump. Yes, <laughs> we don't touch. Only that used too much. once. What was it? Fast lane. Yes, when, okay. with Bill. Yeah, of course. Uh, Alo, what do you give King of the Ring 2001? Um, I'll get King of the Ring tells one of showstopper. Thank you, Joey. Wow. Thank you, Joey. I got you. I got you. you had a lot, that made up for a lot of the stuff you pull on the show. <laughs> a lot of the stuff you pull. What, like what stuff? <laughs> I.E. Fully Lord 98. Fully Lord that was the only one that was my choice. Really that was so, horrible. So I'm at 50-50 right now. No, that was horrible. So watching this, I really miss King of the Ring because yeah. I've always said that Money in the Bank is kind of a former King of the Ring, but a lot of times Money in the Bank, they give it to a guy who's who's already been champion and not going to really propel yeah. him. King of the Ring, in most cases, actually propelled the guy. So I did. I really do miss King of the Ring with that with that aspect. I, lo- I love the build-up for the invasion. I, I thought they did an excellent job building up. I thought it was fantastic with all the little inter- integrations of WCW. We'll get to most of them later. I love the fact that they plugged Raw the next night in the first segment. That I was there for my first yeah. wrestling show. <laughs> so I give it a showstopper. I really did have fun with it. Shane McMahon, poor Shane McMahon. We'll, yeah. put, that, we'll put it there. We'll get to that later. Yeah. But I really did enjoy this show, so I'll give it a showstopper. Yeah. Prep. I'm just gonna give it a high slobber knocker. <laughs> okay. I, like we spoke about earlier, I I watched it and forgot about a lot of that stuff actually happening. Yeah. So and any match with three Kurt Angle matches or any show with three Kurt Angle matches deserves at least that so yeah it's, I enjoyed it's got, it it's got a high floor exactly oh, I forgot one more thing Stone Cold perfect <laughs> <laughs> the MVP of the night perfect. a lot of Stone Cold impressions tonight on this episode perfect yeah Joey I'll give it a uh, low end showstopper okay and the reason I I, I, I Boost it down the low end because you're going like an A minus. I'm going A minus because yeah. this, this is probably my uh, least favorite rendition of Undertaker rolling out to Limp Biscuit, yeah. pun intended. Mark um, um, the yeah. whole Starker yeah, angle and the match that kind of ended in and kind of didn't end. Was kind of confused by that. Oh, the main event, you mean? Or? Well, the um, the Stalker angle oh, played yeah. out within in the match and that was kind of weird. And outside of that, it was a great pay per view. Some good matches. Yeah, I am. 
going to give it a showstopper. Huh. Halo, wow. you know I don't sling those around. I know. <laughs> a quote directly from yes. you. <laughs> uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, Kurt Angle being there all night obviously helped a lot. Um, some stuff was happening that, like, I didn't realize was going on at the same time. Like, I tell you guys all the time. Like, 2000, actually, 99 through, like, 02 is just one big blur to me. And there was, like, I was like, oh, I, like, I was not associating these things happening at the same time. Um, really enjoyed the show. I thought it was a great card. Some iconic moments. Um, so, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Joseph, very, very good pick by you this month. Before we get into the card. Uh-huh. How weird was it to hear Kurt Angle's music without everybody chanting? Yeah, stuff? very weird. Yes, that so and strange. him with hair. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I, I always remember him with hair, but really? the whole "you suck" thing—it just felt weird when I thought chanting. Yeah, it's, it's coming here later. At this point, his neck wasn't starting to swallow his head either. So. No, yeah, it, it was a good show though. So as we, we said, East Rutherford, New Jersey, Continental Airlines Arena. I looked for friend of the show, Jeff Seltzer who we see very often at these shows in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I didn't notice him. Um, show opens with DDP calling out The Undertaker, as we said, this weird stalker gimmick. Taker, make me famous. Did he make him famous? I don't know. I mean, he's pretty famous now. Well, for yoga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now your mom is yoga. Well, I had a nitpick. I laughed when he said no need for security, but he was escorted yeah. by security. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was hysterical. But poor DDP in this situation. He was... He was one of the few things WCW did right, mm-hmm. and when you come to WWE, they, they turned him into this. Yeah, that was like one of the first things they really did wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like when everything was going right for W for WWF, this went horribly wrong. Yeah, like and especially in hindsight, now that we know like the person Diamond Dallas Page is, like could they have picked a weirder guy for this gimmick? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. So like weird. it just it's like in hindsight it really doesn't fit. And, and Not maybe, that it was ever good to begin with. Maybe even worse than this pay per view because at, at this point they're showing DDP getting stalked, but what ultimately ends up being Taker and wife. Like, we'll get to that. Yeah. Come on. Weird. Uh, show opens well. First match, <laughs> King of the Ring semifinal. Kurt Angle takes out Christian. Uh, didn't get a ton of time. Which I guess was smart because Angle had two more matches to go. Uh, Shane distracts Kurt with the, comes out wearing the WCW shirt, which awesome. And Shane actually helps Angle win, uh, which plays a role later in the night. But anytime I watch Kurt, it's always like this dude is just so much fun to watch. Like there's nobody else quite like him. Like you can you can watch Ziggler and you see like oh he looked up to Shawn Michaels. Or even Billy Gunn. Or you watch Michaels, and you're like, oh, you could tell he was a Flair fan growing up. When you watch Angle, I feel like I don't see somebody else that I associate with him. Anybody else feel that way? Is there anybody you associate with Kurt Angle? No. Or is he kind Kurt of Angle like, is that guy that you think of now, like, oh, look at Chad Gable. That's yeah. He reminds <laughs> me of Kurt Angle. Yeah. yeah, Joey, where does Angle rate, rate for you? He's up there. He's up there, yeah. He just blew me away when he came in, and not just his wrestling ability, but he his gimmicks were always on point. Yeah, that's still, like, I just can't get over how funny he is. You're kidding. 
And that's a dry fart, too. <laughs> what show is that? Do you remember? Uh, Survivor Series. Do you remember that? No. No, because so, that... Stephanie was what was she about to like lose her job or she yeah, lose all her yeah, money? Yeah. And she says, you know, if I lose, you know, if I lose tonight, you know, I'm gonna be like a regular person. I'm gonna have to go like grocery shopping myself. And he goes, You're kidding. <laughs> it was so great. I popped so hard for that when we watched that back on throwback. He's just so funny. And like of, of all the people that come in that you would expect to be funny, like he's probably low on the list. Being an Olympic wrestler. But his comedic timing is great. Prep, as we saw at the Hall of Fame. I was just going to say, yeah, his Hall of Fame speech spoke it all, like how good he was in the ring as well as all the funny things that he did. Yeah, the little hat, <laughs> the headgear with the, the wig. The milk. Yeah. The milk awesome. truck. That was awesome. What did you guys think of this match, though, was the, the, the kickoff match? Well, all these King of the Ring matches, they were pretty short, mm-hmm. so I couldn't really... Dissected for notes because, but I did like how Shane calls in the match and they were kind of speculating why did he help him win? Yeah, because technically helps Kurt Angle advance, but it also gives him an extra match. I like how they played out this King of the Ring tournament because all four guys were heels and they were a unit because, yeah, Edge, Christian, and Kurt, they were Team Eck, no pun intended mm-hmm. to my friend. <laughs> and then you had Rhino, who was also with Edge and yeah. Christian, too. So I like the way that it actually played out and actually you really didn't know who's gonna win. You kind of assumed Kurt Angle would win because he went because he was the defending King of the Ring champion, but they did a good job actually playing out this entire story with these four guys who were basically heels going into the show. Yeah, he was definitely the biggest name out of all those guys at that time. But anything that Team X did together <laughs> was great. Their, their table for three. Did they do their table for three they together? Did. Yes. I haven't gotten a chance to see that. I saw uh, the one with Foley, but I have not watched the one with Angle yet. I guess maybe that's what I'll, that'll be the next thing I watch on the network. Uh, either you guys thoughts on this match, or do you agree with Alo? Too short to really dissect at all. I've, I haven't seen like I don't remember watching like old Christian, so it was good to see him with the stupid glasses mm-hmm. and the shirt. So. Yeah, I can't. I got so used to him with short hair that seeing him with long hair bothers me now. It's like jarring. Yeah. In like seeing him now with that hair. It wasn't a bad match. Just short for a pay per view, and I mean, seeing the way the card plays out, you understand why. Yeah, it was very uh, a top heavy card with the last two matches going like taking up over an hour of time. I think. Um, we had Stone Cold backstage with Deborah talking to Coach. <laughs> you know, Mr. McMahon was not said he wasn't going to be there. He was done with Stone Cold at this point. Uh, Coach brings up the rumor of Benoit or Jericho taking the title to WCW if they win, which caused more paranoia than the Usos <laughs> for Stone Cold on this night. Uh, did not know how to handle it. Uh, like you said, Stone Cold Perfect. was great throughout this show. I forgot that that's what Stone Cold was like during this time. I, that's one of the things I'm most blurry about is like when Stone Cold was just the rattlesnake, when he was a heel. Like I, I have yeah, no kinda, perception. Kind of blurred in there. I, I, I didn't really remember this uh, this kind of angle too, and that's why I was watching the um, lead into the matches, like to see what actually mm-hmm. happened. Usually, I'm like, I just want to get to the match. Yeah. At this point, I was actually watching him and enjoying it, seeing the the transition Stone Cold was making and. It's like Vince's best friend now. Yeah. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah, and this was, the, I think JR mentioned it at one point during the show, like, Austin was made at King of the Ring 96. Is this the end for him at King of the Ring 01? It's like, that's only five years. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's crazy that it was only that little time that went by. 
Uh, we had another DD. We had the DDP Taker Stalker vignette uh, with DDP in the crowd being interviewed by Heyman. I love. I don't know why something about Heyman saying like, "Don't you believe your actions were a bit brazen?" <laughs> like an understatement. Uh, then we had the footage of DDP being watched. Now and it's like, oh, as if this thing couldn't be any worse. Mm-hmm. Like this is even stupider. Like, oh my God, I'm being stalked yeah. on my way to tonight. <laughs> like it's not like it. Would you really be that paranoid? Like someone's following you around? I mean, I yeah, like you're already that. at that. You've made it to the show safely. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you were following me four hours ago. <laughs> like, yeah, to me, that didn't make any sense at all. Did. Did either one of you think that this made any sense? I never thought about that deep until you put it to my attention. (laughs) Yeah, I thought this was stupid, but yeah, he says again, take her, make me famous, I'll be the guy with the sign. And he said that quite a bit. He did have his sign. Mm -hmm. Um, Just waiting in the crowd for Taker to show up. Uh, Edge and Rhino, they got a little less than 10 minutes. Uh, Another relatively short match. It's always fun to watch Rhino back in his heyday. Yeah, yeah look Rhino looked great. Yeah, when he looked healthy. Uh huh. <laughs> it was a pretty good match. It was before all the spray cheese. <laughs> spray cheese will do it to you. Yeah, it's oh better men than him now. <laughs> the spear to gore, like yeah. that collision, yeah. I like cringed. I was like, Jesus Christ! Literally, the only note <clears throat> that I have down is the gore into the spear. Like same time, uh, Edge obviously wins. So he will be facing Kurt Angle in the final. We had Spike Dudley backstage with Molly Holly being interviewed by Lillian. Um, No, no, JR actually interviewed them. They were with Lillian in the back. And basically Spike was looking for a partner to go up against the Dudleys. And whenever I see Spike Dudley, I know a beating is about to be (laughs) handed out. And I know who's going to take it. And as I've said on this show before, I believe I said it after last month's throwback, the uh, ECW Hardcore Heaven. Did anybody take a better beating than Spike Dudley? On this show, somebody else did. Who? Well, Shane, but we'll get that. Oh, later. yeah, yeah, Well, that's true. Uh, Jericho with Taz in the locker room. Uh, it's funny to hear Jericho say now, you know, oh, maybe with Shane running things, WCW won't be so bad. And it's like this whole last run he had, he hated Shane. <laughs> it's just funny to see that. Uh, then he said, you know, about the rumor, I'm just going to shut the hell up about that. Another funny pop. Uh, what do you guys think of this era of Jericho? Perfect. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I was always a big fan of Jericho. Even in this this era, was he was great. I think I was such a huge Jericho. I was such a huge Jericho-holic <laughs> when he was on Nitro. And then he came into WWF, and they screwed him up so fast that I think I, I wasn't realizing that he was... Not that I didn't think he was good, but I think I didn't realize how good he was. Because I think every time I watched him, I was like, oh, God, like, you were kind Vince of, hates him. You were kind of jaded. Yeah, I was like, Vince hates him. These guys he's working with hate him. Like... It just didn't work out. And now, like, looking back, I was like, oh, no, he was already, like, awesome by this time. So, yeah, in my mind at the time, it was like, oh, God, he's still, like, trying to figure it out. But he had made it by now. Uh, Dudley Boys against Spike, who ends up having the partner of Kane. Uh, the Dudley Boys get the win, retain their championships. I believe they had just won, like, two days before, right? Yep. On SmackDown. Um... 
highlight of this match was Kane just throwing spikes. Just tossing them aside. Yeah. <laughs> outside of the ring. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen anyone get thrown like that outside of, like, midget wrestling or whatever, like, back in the 80s when that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Spike would get thrown over the top rope. I don't know, did he, did he ever had a match where he didn't get thrown over the top rope? Nah, he gets he gets tossed around like ragged off. <laughs> he used to get tossed into the crowd, right? Yeah. Yeah, he, he would always get tossed. Yeah, like back in ECW, there was, what was the one? Who threw him when I was like, I don't know how he didn't die. Like he missed the table or something like that? Uh, what was that show? I can't remember what show it was. It's like a highlight you still see, and it's like one of the worst bumps I've ever seen in my life. I'm trying to, I can't remember. It's not coming to me right now. Yeah, if you remember, I, don't hesitate. I can't... I, I just Spike Dudley in general, I can't not think of the time. Like um, It was back when he was in ECW, and he's crimson mask. Like, <laughs> Ric Flair read, Rick Flair read their interview with him. He's like, well, yeah, uh, when I'm not wrestling, I'm actually a teacher, and i got to go home and prepare my lesson plan. And he's covered in blood talking about teaching kids. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's a maniac. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah like, how do you go in and teach kids... When I don't even know how he even kept his uh, mind straight to teach kids at a certain point. <laughs> no, that, that. if you're like the principal, you're like, all right, you're a wrestler and you're cut up and fighting brawls like this, and you're teaching these kids. No, it was it was ECW. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we have yeah. What did you guys think of this match? Another another really quick really quick match. Kane was awesome. How huge did Kane look? Yeah. Like, that was probably, like, my favorite Kane attire. Yeah. He was awesome. He, put, that's when they let him go. He was fantastic. Yeah. You put Kane in random tag teams, and it usually works out pretty well. Yeah, K- Kane is mm-hmm. an underrated tag team competitor. I was say, is he the best tag team partner he is. in WWE history? He really, because it always works. It doesn't matter who you put him with. X-Pac, The Undertaker, Daniel Bryan. Team Hell No, that's, they're my Mount Rushmore tag teams. I don't care <laughs> if it was only for half a year. They were perfect. Kane, underrated tag team specialist. They don't really talk about him that much. How many title reigns does he have? It may be close to 10. It may be more. Hmm. Let me see. X-Pac and Kane, they held it twice. Um, I know him, him and Taker, they won them three times together. That's five. I know Daniel Bryan, that's six. And him and the Big Show hold it twice, so that's eight. Um, I think that was all his tag team partners. So it may be, it may be eight. You think, I mean, eight is even still a lot. No, RVD, nine. I'm seeing if I could look it up here real quick. I'll say eight to ten. Before we have any uh, nine easy awkward pause. Let's see. This is all his moves, oh, championships, and accomplishments. All his moves. Have, yeah. That can't be that long. Of Every list. single one of them. WWF, WWE, World Tag Team Champion nine times. Yeah. WCW nine Tag time. Team nine Champion time. one time. I, well, I counted that as one of him. WWE him. Tag Team Championship two times. So I guess in total, that's 12, 12. tag team title reigns. That's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. So yes, so are we making that official? Kane is the best tag team partner, the best free agent tag team partner. <laughs> it's hard to there. argue, <laughs> and none of them are like, oh god, Kane's. Yeah, Kane's team. fantastic. Yeah, I, I like how he finished on top too. Mm-hmm. Threw Bubba through the table. Yeah, yeah and carried awesome. Spike off. Yeah, <laughs> in Spike fashion. Yes, uh, Kane. It's always one of those guys. Like whenever we watch these guys that stand out to me every time, Kane in this era, Big Show in this era before he put on all that weight. And test. I'm always like, like, how did this guy not do more? 
Like, he was a big dude, and he really was fun to watch. Like, he was so much better than people remember. Oh, man, how could I forget Kane with the hurricane? <laughs> you know, literally, hurricane. How did I forget that? The hurricane, one of my favorite, uh, kind of like no name acts. <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> Uh, oh, we, and two of Mankind. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so the Dudleys retain their tag titles. We get Edge and Christian in the locker room with Christian wishing Edge good luck, but clearly he's not real happy. There was some tension there. Yeah. Clearly not real happy that Edge is in the final, something. and he's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we would see a little bit of that later. We go back to DDP in the crowd, still waiting for The Undertaker to come out, still trying to be made famous. Uh, more video of him being stalked. I believe this one might have been like at a restaurant or yeah. something. <laughs> he was sitting there and like he was talking. So it was, it was like, what's going on? Yeah, like to again to me the the danger of finding out you're being stalked is like this person could be watching me right now. They could be anywhere, and it's like you're in the arena. Yeah, like you've already gotten already through your day. Like, yeah, you already got through your day. You're on live TV. You made it to your destination, and. If this person is stalking you, like you were going there to see him that night anyway, so like what is the difference? It just—it's so stupid to me. And every time they showed it, I was like, I, I just can't even believe that they decided that this would be the way they'd pay off this storyline. Mm-hmm. Just so dumb. <laughs> um, Billy Gunn at WWF New York. The Mecca. The <laughs> Mecca. <laughs> yeah. Well, that Mecca last. Yeah, uh, didn't last very long. I, th- I think three or four. Years. Maybe three or four years. Yeah, I would say no more than five. Yeah, because after they changed it, to, they changed the name to the world. Do you think Billy Gunn was more pissy during this promo or when he met Eric at Icons? Well, since my Eric's a piece, my friend Eric's a piece, <laughs> so I'll say Eric. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because he was not a uh, he a was fan. not happy at Icons, not a and fan. he was not happy at <laughs> WWF New York. Yeah, because um, him and Big Show actually formed a tag team. After this, not for um, a short period of time, mm-hmm. called Gunship. <laughs> I vaguely remember. Yeah, that. they were like I like the name. They were like yeah. a, a disgruntled, two disgruntled performers. <laughs> we have the King of the Ring final. Edge takes out Kurt Angle. Uh, Kurt has already wrestled his first match. He still has his street fight later on in the evening. I think JR is finally admitting, like, oh, wait, maybe Shane helped him win because he wants him to have to wrestle more, so he'll be a little more gassed by the time the street fight comes around. Um, I love Angle's <coughs> promo before the match, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, saying he doesn't want this match to affect their friendship. Uh, basically wants Edge to forfeit so he doesn't humiliate him, get himself humiliated. I love that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought it was great. I didn't expect it. I maybe should have, but I didn't see that coming. I thought it was funny. Um, angles belly to belly over the top rope. Oh, it's dangerous. I was like, oh, God. Like, that's a crazy spot. This match was short, only a little over 10 minutes, but this one I, I thought was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, yeah, it had it more action great. to it. Yeah. In that short time frame, so it felt like longer than 10 minutes. It did. Your thoughts on Edge what? by this time? Well, this is the day my love affair started. Really? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah, remember I told you, the reason I put Edge in my rush more because I look back, because I always say the Edge or the Hardys because I always go back with Edge because, like, God, I hated him. But you actually, like, bought it. Like, you really hate him because they've always mm-hmm. 
defend the tag titles, and they will always be about to lose, and then they'll find a way to cheat and, yeah. win, and win the match. And you're like, damn it, damn it, damn it. And then with the Hardys, they're like the first baby faces I fell in love with because every time they came close, Dan and Christian, they, they just stole it, stole it from them. Mm-hmm. And then when the Hardys finally got the titles from that at Unforgiven 2000, I was like, yes, yes, yes. That's like the first like excitement I felt yeah. for a baby face. <laughs> but Edge was per- perfect because this is like the day because he took because like I said, these guys they were basically four heels, but Edge basically turned face, and then Christian was like. Him, he, him, him, and Edge were still teaming at the time, so they were presented as faces. But Edge was the more, the bigger one of the two. So this is where my love affair with Edge started. But <laughs> I love Angle telling Edge to lay down because yeah. at, at this point they're still friends. So you're probably staring lovingly into the screen as Edge celebrates his victory. Yeah, with a, with a nice, nice long blonde <laughs> hair, a little, a little, a little <laughs> smitten, a little smitten with your slammer in your hand. Yeah. yeah so um, I like how Angle pointed you should lay down for me because Angle they really take Edge seriously too. Because at this point, Angle was a former world champion, last year's King of the Ring. He took he took Edge lightly, mm-hmm. and um, he tried to take Edge out quick as possible. He said the belly belly over the top rope, and they even made Kurt look strong, having Edge actually tap out, but Shane Man actually cost him the match. Yeah. At the same time. And then after the match, after the match, Edge wins. The era of awesomeness, the era of awesomeness starts, <laughs> but it became the decade of awesomeness. Yes, it did. Prep, your thoughts on Edge and Angle? Great match. Um, I'm glad that after he won the match, there's not no funny gimmick like they didn't give him a crown and a oh. scepter. <laughs> Thank God. I was because that's what I feared because I don't remember the show. <laughs> like, oh, so please. I'm like, please yeah. don't. He got put a trophy a, the next night. <laughs> Don't put a dumb crown on his head, but they didn't. So, it was a very good match, though. Is there anyone that you think the crown and scepter worked for? Uh, Barrett, because he already wore the the King, stupid cape. King Barrett. So yeah, I hated that whole king with the scepter and the cape. I hated that. I really did. I I was so glad when they gave Edge an actual trophy. Well, because it doesn't make sense. You're not an actual king. You're the king of the ring. You won a tournament. I, I really hate it. You won a tournament. Way. Good. Doesn't make Scepter you a king of anything. Thing. So the first king I remember was when Harley Race was the king. Uh, back in like 85 or 87, something like that. I thought Macho Man obviously pulled it off as the Macho King. Like that was like a legit Because he wore that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought it worked for Booker T. It did work for Booker T. I was a Booker, fan of Booker T, T, I think it was great. That was a good one. The King, accent. King Booker yeah. and Shermel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, can you think of anybody else that the cape and scepter worked for? Or the nah. crown and scepter? No. Yeah. Surprised that list was that long. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised we even got yeah, close just... to a handful out of it. <laughs> Triple, like H, Triple H did it the best. He told Vince, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> and destroyed it. I do like the... Uh, if you ever, since we're like belt snobs, you like to look yeah. around. I do like the King of the Ring belt idea that they had. But I'm glad they didn't add another title. No, oh, yeah, they don't need that. But I did like the belt. <laughs> the belt could be nice, but they don't need another title to do nothing with. Not at all. They can't even keep all their titles on TV as it is. <laughs> Let alone throw one on, throw a new one on there that doesn't mean anything. Um, your thoughts on this match, Joseph? It was a good match. It was... Contrasting styles, Angle looked strong, and I mean Edge was getting beat up a little bit, but still was you know fighting. He was still kicking back into the match, so it was good that good in that sense. And then it makes sense that Shane kind of cost him the Angle the the match. So it's good. yeah, Shane hits Solid. the spear. I loved how upset Heyman was that Angle lost. 
I don't know if he's more upset that Edge won or more upset that Angle lost. I think it was more that Angle lost. JR and Heyman, so great to He's an Olympic hero. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, we had Benoit backstage with Taz. That was what that was. I still have a an uncomfortable time watching Benoit. We'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of what, what comes. We'll get yeah. to that later. Uh, DDP, still in the crowd waiting. Uh, I don't even know if anything happened. That was literally all I wrote down. I guess if anything did happen, we know what exactly what it was. I think it was arriving at the arena. I think. Oh, yeah. He was arriving somewhere. But that might be Possibly after. the arena. I don't think it was yet. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure when that happened, I have it in my notes who it was. Okay. Um, we had Edge with Coach backstage saying how this reeks of royalty. <laughs> Christian uh, congratulates him. His brother? Yeah, his brother, Christian. <laughs> and my favorite moment from this was him saying, oh, I was just out there trying to help you. And Edge is like, well, why else would you be out there? <laughs> It's like, yeah, clearly there was something amiss. How much longer was it before they had a rift after this? Well, well, Christian was jealous. And, well, the next night on Raw. Edge, with little Alo in yeah, attendance. With little Alo in the crowd. <laughs> um, Chris, Edge and Christian. Edge got presented the King of the Ring trophy. So Edge would never hold the trophy. Christian held it like it was his own. <laughs> so at SummerSlam, Edge would win the Intercontinental title. Christian almost cost him that match at SummerSlam against Lance Storm. And then on an episode of Raw in September, Christian was who was tired of being in Edge's shadow. He challenged The Rock for the WCW title on an episode of Raw and lost. And then Edge defended his Intercontinental title later that night. Like I, I believe it was Lance Storm again. And then that's when Christian turned on him and destroyed the King of the Ring trophy over Edge. Mr. Personality. <laughs> and then Christian will win the Intercontinental title at Unforgiven. And then we reviewed No Mercy 01 last yes. year where, with the ladder match with Edge mm-hmm. Rude game. Great match. Yes. Um, did anybody else love this angle segment backstage? I did too. Of him I did. <laughs> just freaking out when he realizes why Shane helped him win the first match. Mm-hmm. Like how pissed he was. What, what, did, he, what did he say about the WCW wrestlers? Well, I want said, them welfare. They're not going to get welfare. Yeah, he or said, if any WCW wrestler gets near the ring, I'll have their butts kicked out of WWF. I'm a friend of Vince McMahon. I'll have their butts kicked out of WWF. They'll be on welfare. They'll starve to death. <laughs> I. I think I rewound it like two or three times. <laughs> Watch it again. Yeah, just something. That my favorite thing about Angle is because there have been quite a few good comedy acts. Obviously, everybody knows how funny I find our truth. Uh, but there's not a lot of like wrestling based stuff with him to get into. Angle was like incredible in the ring, he could be serious, he could be funny, he could be silly. Like, he could be both silly and angry at the same time everything that he did personality wise was great uh, I mean even still to this day like when he came back on Raw we said it's like he didn't he didn't miss a beat like he just boom like right back into it and he's it's not how you spell soft yeah. <laughs> yeah he's awesome I love this meltdown that he had uh, just how he realized he was out smart and I love how he's like oh yeah good one Shane like almost like he's criticizing him. like no he outsmarted you like, you can't say, good one, Shane, like, he made a mistake. He did exactly what he set out to do. Um, the light heavyweight championship. <laughs> oh, my God. Around the waist of Jeff Hardy, defended against X-Pac. Mm. I didn't even know he had that belt. Like, Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'll get too. to the lineage in a second. The lineage of the light heavyweight <laughs> the lineage. So, did anybody like this match? It was horrible. 
It wasn't yeah, that good. Nobody was into. I mean, I, X Pac was well past his prime at this point. It wasn't like the best. Yeah, see, he, he wasn't even thirty. Yeah, that's what, what they, they said, said in the, the crazy commentary. Thing was he was like twenty-eight or twenty-nine, yeah. but he had been wrestling forever. He's not good singles. I'm pretty sure that he started his pro career at like seventeen or something like that. That's nuts. He had been around for a long time. And he just is one of those guys that just never had just never really had a character. Like he was just a guy that would go out there. Like he was in DX, which I think he coasted on just being part of DX for a long time. His gimmick was looking like the Rage Against the Machine singer. <laughs> yeah. Is that not a gimmick? <laughs> I guess uh, it could be. Maybe see maybe they should go back and try to do that. Try and re- reboot it. Yeah, it might give him something. But no, I mean I liked X Pac. I enjoyed him for a long time. But then I it got to it. a point where it's like he's just kind of the same thing I, all the time. I, just, I think I just enjoyed him because I like DX. Well, he needed DX. Yeah, he yeah, needed DX. Fair. He was carried by DX. I liked him as well. I was a, a baby. I yeah. liked him as the one, two, three kid. Too. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, me too. And that well, because that was like a good thing. Then he was he was six. In WCW, Lightning, and then what? Six Pac. Six Pac. Yeah. Uh, then yeah, he came back as X Pac, and he was with DX. Yeah, this. I did match, like that promo though when he shot on Eric. Bishop. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. He said something about something about he couldn't cut the mustard. Uh-huh. Uh, I forget what all he said. I do remember that promo though. Night after Mania 14. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you turn to the click. <laughs> Look to your blood. <laughs> Yeah, this match was okay. There's that weird botch in the corner. Yeah. I don't know what exactly they were trying to do. And Heyman tried to tell, like, oh, they both came out on the wrong end of that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, I really lost interest during this match. At the end, they said that uh, X-Pac dominated the match. He did. That was true? Yeah. Okay. He was in control a lot of it. This is Jeff Hardy taking spots. And he he was robbed. (laughs) <laughs> Which I do remember that, but he wasn't actually robbed. The uh, Hardy was it Jeff Hardy's foot was on the rope, or he yeah. grabbed the rope. Who was on the rope? Yeah, his foot was on the rope. Yeah, th- it, it was a shame because I saw Jeff Hardy come out. I was like, oh, this will probably be good, and it just wasn't. Low point of the show for me, probably. Yeah. So, at this point, they were building the light heavyweight title to match the cruiserweight yeah. title for the invasion storyline. So. Doing a great job of it, apparently. <laughs> All right, so this is the whole lineage <laughs> of the lightweight title. We were, last month we reviewed Backlash 2000. Mm-hmm. So we, we saw Dean Malenko had the title. Dean Malenko, he wouldn't lose that title until, I believe, February of, of 2001. At points in 2000, he even had the title, they didn't even acknowledge it. So Malenko, I believe it was February, he dropped the title to Crash then at the go-home show. I mean, not the go-home show, the Sunday Night Heat. Match pre-show for Backlash 2001. He dropped it to. Didn't Jer- Crash weigh like 350 pounds or whatever? <laughs> Allegedly. What was it? What was the actual weight? Is it 450 pounds or 350? I forget. Yeah, he didn't weigh that much. Oh, no, was allegedly over 400 pounds. <laughs> but still snuck in. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. So Crash won the title from Demolenko, and then Crash would drop the title to Jerry Lynn on his first night. And Jerry Lynn talks about it. They just put a title on me. So they gave it to Jerry Lynn on his first night at the pre-show of Backlash 2001. And Jerry Lynn would drop it to Jeff Hardy. And then we said this match was sloppy or whatever. And Heyman was putting over X-Pac being a, line- um, a pioneer for the light heavyweights, which mm-hmm. is a lie. <laughs> He's basically just trying to put him on a level with the cruiserweights, yeah. which I understand because the cruiserweights were actually mm-hmm. what they're talking about yeah. here. And the next night on Raw, Je- X-Pac would win the light heavyweight title from Jeff. Then on the next letter roll. Okay. 
X-Pac with his educated feet. Yes. <laughs> Quicker than Hiccup. I always Quicker love that. Than Hiccup. I always love that. Educated yeah. feet. And uh, one thing JR always said, hell, hell of an athlete. At every X-Pac match, he always called him a hell of an athlete. But Jeff Hardy retains the, the uh, prestigious light heavyweight championship. I like that belt. That's a nice oh, belt. a nice belt. Hell of an athlete. That's like a participation award. Yeah, Almost. I have I have a picture with Gilbert with the holding <laughs> that belt. What? I like the red strap better. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even know it was Gilbert for the first uh, maybe 20 minutes we were there. Yeah, he looked Gilbert was walking different. around. The original Universal title. Yeah. The original <laughs> Universal title. Yeah. Gilbert. Yeah. Way better than yeah, Bill. Yeah, Gilbert. <laughs> We had William Regal backstage with Terry. Yes! <laughs> I remember this. This, yes. was, this was such an entertaining like. Yes. And it ran for a little bit too. I was. I, I love that angle. Uh yeah, this was great. <laughs> Talk uh, Japanese and act like you understood him. <laughs> Weird to see a landline play a role in the uh, in the segment. Oh my god, this was so good. Played in a, played a role in this uh, pay per view twice, landlines. Yeah, like everybody's got a cell phone backstage now. I mean, we're taking selfies on cell phones on Raw now. So weird to see a landline on the desk. Um, they call Vince. I love Austin like <laughs> snitching. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah, this whole thing was, was awesome. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> Austin, perfect. <laughs> yeah, like Vince. God damn, Vince Stone Cold Steve Austin, one of my favorite children. <laughs> you rewind that angle segment, I rewind this like five <laughs> so good. Yeah, this, this segment was gold. I almost wish that they would have gone to this a couple times throughout the night. Because they could have got two good, like, four-minute segments out of Regal and Tajiri, I think. I thought this was awesome. And then he was like... Vince, what you doing in Grand, what you doing in Grand Connecticut? Get your butt over here. You can still make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted Vince to be there so bad. Like Vince, the, I guess, like the, the father he never had, he wanted, he wanted to be there. But yeah, that, that was awesome. Grand Connecticut. Um, How far away? No, yeah. That was later. Yeah, that was later. Yeah, later on. Uh, DDP still waiting in the crowd for, I guess, about an hour and a half into the show at this point, if not more. Uh, we get more footage. This was him coming into the arena. And then you see that it is Sarah, nah. the Undertaker's wife. Halo. Why is he arriving backstage if he has a ticket? <laughs> but he comes through the crowd. Like, the video, isn't it showing him, like, about to go through Gorilla, but he comes he through the crowd? He goes backstage. No, but he enters backstage at the arena. Yeah, he entered backstage, but he came in through the crowd when he got there. There's more than a couple holes in this <laughs> yeah. storyline. Just, just leave it at that. Continuity, people. <laughs> Can any of you think of anything that worked about this story? No. No. It was so bad. Mm. No. So yeah, we're all we're all nose on this. This is terrible. Uh, DDP snaps, cuts another promo on Taker. Uh, Sarah basically confronts DDP on the Titantron, and then the bells toll and. Undertaker comes out to Limp Bizkit. Rolling, rolling, rolling. My rolling. jam. Mark Calloway comes out. <laughs> My song. Oh, prep, I can't even begin to tell you how much I hated this. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I hated this version of The Undertaker from the second I saw it 
until the second it was gone. High five, I agree. <laughs> I hate Circle it. gets a square. Yeah. Remember, I was scared of the Undertaker. Yeah, so exactly. Like yeah. normal Undertaker exactly. for me. Yeah, you two are like, oh, I can finally yes. watch this. Yes. I take a deep breath. When he just rides motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I comes out the lip biscuit. It. That's not intimidating. I hated it so much, especially because the Ministry Undertaker with that to me that was like the most scary he ever was. Yeah. Like I I remember feeling like. Dread for Stone Cold Steve Austin some weeks on Raw because of that version of The Undertaker. Um, basically, it is a, a, a one-sided beating that Mark Calloway <laughs> lays on DDP. DDP gets a low blow-in, gets a little bit of offense, and then ultimately has to escape. Scatters. As Sarah is recording it on her camera... What is still, recording now? Yeah. Still stalking him in plain sight You're now. Generally not stalking him right now. You're just recording stupid video. She was so ugly. <laughs> uh, I will not disagree with that. <laughs> Thank you. Like when I saw her, I was like, oh, yeah, she's not cute. Mm-mm. Sorry, Mark, but... Mark Keller was beating it up a little. <laughs> yeah, she was not, not good looking, but... He was rolling, rolling, rolling <laughs> on her. Oh, that was the... I hated every second of that. So... In hindsight, do you still think that that is a good version of The Undertaker, or no? Oh, no, it's a terrible version of The Undertaker. Halo? I have unconditional love. So no matter what... Like, 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 preps, like preps, I could watch them now. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll always appreciate that yeah. version of The Undertaker. Yeah. There is no uh, no going back no. for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. Do, do you think he that version of The Undertaker is generally respected no, by wrestling th- fans? Or now, really? the part, I'll take, I'll take the unconditional back. When he cut his hair... Yeah, the jet black. That wasn't working. So you you jumped off the bandwagon at that point? I didn't jump off. That's just the only rendition I hated. Okay. You were having a tiff. <laughs> when was that? At, at the end of this year, of 2001. Really? Yeah. That was that soon? Mm-hmm. Because that's when you turn heel. When did, when did uh, that version of The Undertaker start the... Uh, American the Badass? Biscuit? Yeah. Um, Judgment Day 2000. He had the Kid Rock song then, and then he debuted Roland at Armageddon in 2000. For Wasn't some that reason, because I it felt... was the theme song for the show, probably. What? Roland. Probably. Because they used to use all that, the no, that, that, songs. That wasn't the theme for Armageddon. Armageddon had Sweet Home Alabama because they were in Alabama. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, their, their music choices have always left something to be desired. Well, at least, they're, at least they weren't naming their pay-per-views after music. At this point, so. true, true, old fifties music, which they are now. I'm trying to think, I mean, we're, we're stuck with Flo Rida all the time. Pitbull, we've Pitbull, we've had Machine Gun Kelly on Raw. <laughs> like I don't know if that's worse, or if the Limp Bizkit Kid Rock days were worse. Oh no, I love the Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit days. Yeah, I hated it. I had the album, good album. Did you? <laughs> I also had the album, Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavor Water. Yeah, that's what it was. Good yeah, album. I, I never had those albums. Uh, did anyone even enjoy this beating that DDP took? In retrospect, no. Mm-mm. At the time, you did. Yeah, because I'm a little, I'm a little Mark. So you hated DDP for yeah encroaching on the Undertaker's territory. Yeah, I was drinking, I was drinking the WWE <laughs> juice. <laughs> You're drinking more than just the slammer. Yeah, you were drinking some hot dog flavored water. <laughs> yep, chocolate starfish. Yeah, we have uh, Austin backstage waiting for Vince to get there. Like we did he did he call me or no, he asked the, the guy backstage yeah, yeah, yeah. how long does it take how to get here from, oh, from got Greenwich. Got a confused. Like from Greta Connect. 
Yeah, it takes about an hour and a half. Okay, well, you <laughs> sent him right to me. Yeah, he didn't know the first time. Then he then he reiterated where he was talking about, and the guy knew all of a sudden, an hour and a half. Yeah. It was not the Usos. It was Paranoia. <laughs> it was Steve Austin's case. Uh, the Street Fight, Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon. Uh, Dan. Yeah, Kurt Angle was an artist. Like, he sold beautifully for Shane for a good chunk of this match. Um... Him having the three matches in one night, great psychology. But obviously the iconic moment was Shane getting uh, suplexed through the the glass. Kinda. Kinda, yeah. Well, that... I remembered that he didn't go through it the first time. Yeah, I don't remember. I did not remember, I remember the thud that. from yeah. his head hitting the he floor. He landed, like, and his neck folded in half. Yeah, like, my stomach turned when I heard his head, like, thud off the ground. Even before this, I mean, Shane was laying out some vicious kendo stick blows to Kurt mm-hmm. Angle. Like, that that thing shattered. Well, yeah, Kurt got his eye busted open. Yeah, he got, early a, raw, he got a raw punch in the, in the, in the eye. Yeah. Uh, Shane, obviously, both of them covered in blood after going through the glass. Mm-hmm. Kurt's bleeding out of his legs, his shoulder. <laughs> Shane's face gets thrown through the glass twice. Misses getting thrown through the glass three times, I believe. Landing on his head all three times. That was crazy. Like, I, like, you always remember him going through. But I forgot that he didn't go through the two times when they tried it. <laughs> then he like, how many it. times is he going to try to, like, overhead suplex him? And then, like, just, like, fuck, F this. I'm just going to throw him. Off you know what I mean? <laughs> it hurts just as much. Yeah. How much of the reason for you picking this show, Joey, was this match? Probably 35%. So a good chunk. That and also, I also, I mean, I remember Austin being awesome, and this triple threat was a great match. I wanted to watch that as well. But this weighed heavily in your choice. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely had a, a huge, uh, huge sway. Yeah, this match got just about a half hour. Um... Shane, like, my God. <laughs> As Alo said, like, someone took a worse beating on this evening than yes. Spike Dudley did, and that could not be more true. Uh, but Prep, you're, what, what, did, what do you feel watching this match back? How much did you remember, or have you watched it recently, and what did you think watching it just in this last week? It has to have been, like, two years since I've watched it. I probably watched it when we first got the network. But... I love going back and seeing how Kurt's, like, he wanted, to, like, the match to happen in the ring, so he kept, like, assuming the position to, yeah. like, wrestle, yeah. and then just, like, tear Shane up, and then, like, <laughs> Shane falls for it once, and then the second time, he just, like, kicks him right in the gut, yeah. and they just start fighting. It was a real good match. Yeah, Shane definitely knew it needed to be a street fight, and Angle really wasn't that interested in it until yeah. it came time. And he killed him with that kendo stick. He really did. The moonsault onto the... Or the, the shooting star press onto the trash can. The angle slam off the top rope on the platform. Oh, yeah. That was a finisher. With God only knows how much glass is still yeah. stuck to their skin. Like jarred in pieces of your body. Yeah. I thought this match was awesome. It was great. Start to finish, it was great. Shane, I can't think of anyone with less actual wrestling training that was that good at wrestling (laughs) like most of his matches that he's ever had have been enjoyable to some degree Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because he's always good for at least one crazy spot Mm. 
But then there got to a point where he just was like actually just good. Yeah. I mean, I, I might have a couple matches here and there that we could argue about, but this might be one of Shane's best performances, though. Of all the matches we've seen him wrestle over the years, this might have been one of the best matches he put on. Yeah, well... In that angle. Yeah, well, Prep and Alo, you guys both listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. I'm pretty sure I've heard Angle say, like, this is one of his favorite matches mm-hmm. that he's ever had. Um, Shane, I think it was Stone Cold's podcast he was just on. He said he got in trouble for this match because, like, his dad in the back knew he was out, so he's trying to tell him, like, stop the match, stop the match. But he won't stop because he is out, and yeah. they just keep going. So <laughs> he said he goes to the back. Everybody's like clapping, real proud of them. But his dad just looks at him like, "You're not following my orders, Kevin." <laughs> like, he's like, "No, Dad, I'm like out of it." Like he, he was concussed, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah. you could tell because yeah, he had to drag him back to the ring and stuff. Because if you don't, if you don't respect Shane before this match, you did after this match. Yeah, we got a huge ovation. <laughs> yeah. Leaving the ring. Yeah. And deservedly so. Like, this... Yeah, this match was great. Shane, always a ton of fun to watch. And I thought this was a perfect match to... Another perfect part to start the invasion because mm-hmm. Shane was the owner of WCW at the time. And Kurt Angle was a pure WWF guy. And Heyman... I love what Heyman said when Shane went through the glass. like, you know what that glass cost? <laughs> <laughs> Heyman's awesome on commentary. He... I, I kind of miss... Miss him doing that. I miss JR too. Obviously, you know what though? I'll get the JR the next match. I'm glad that neither one of these two guys have to suffer through the type of commentary they have to do now. <laughs> because I don't know that anyone could succeed at commentary. Well, you know what? Corey Graves does. I don't know why they can't find an actual play by play guy to do it. But the new guy on 205 Live shows promise. Vic Josephs. He just started really? this episode. So Where did he come from before? He sounds familiar. I have no idea. He's been on main event, though. Okay. Practicing. Well, nobody loves main event more than Halo. You were the number one time. spokesman for main event for a while. Yeah, because everybody we wanted to see was there. <laughs> Say, must watch. Yeah. He's all about those uh, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyone have any other comments on Kurt and Shane before we move on to the main event? Nothing. Great match. No, yeah, yeah it was awesome. It was match. great. Very intense. Uh, triple threat match for the WWF Championship: Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, allegedly, if either Jericho or Benoit wins, they're taking the title to WCW, and Stone Cold is absolutely beside himself over this. Um, this one also got about a half hour. It was a long match. I loved it. Uh, Prep, your thoughts on the main event? So, I know that, like, it still kind of bugs you, but I like to think of him as just the wrestler. Mm-hmm. Chris Benoit was so good. Like, he was incredible. There's nothing you can take away from his ability in the ring because obviously, like, it's all there. He did it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing you could say about it. It's just like, something about it is just always, I don't want to say creepy, but it just. Not right. It just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that, but As also you gotta distance yourself though. Yeah, it's really weird. Again, his music not to have the lyrics. Well, it's hard watching him take headshots. I was like, oh, that did it. 
That yeah. one? Is that the one? Is that one? Is that it? <laughs> that, that's probably it. And then the headbutts. Yeah. Like, the flying headbutts. Yeah. Flying headbutts. I mean, what did they say? He had, like, his brain was out of, like, a 78-year-old man or something like that. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous, yeah. But, I mean, honestly, it ultimately... You know, I don't even necessarily want to say that. I want to say, like, it kind of changed the way that they handle their talent. But they're still working these guys to death. So it's not... Well, I guess it's better than it was. Like, it's still Still not not great for these guys. Not perfect. And women. Um... Your thoughts on the main event, Joseph? It was a really good match. It was actually better than I remembered. Um, Start off, you know, you had the two guys that uh, kind of like teaming up together, um, trying to take Stone Cold out. Then it devolved to where it was every man for himself. Because um, I mean, there was one point where Benoit had pretty much had Stone Cold dead to rights. Went for the cover. Jericho comes in to break it up. Um, my one nitpick would be the. Uh, the walls of Jericho and Crippler Cross face with Stone Cold clearly tapped out, <laughs> but they just decided to keep the match running. Only one winner. There must yeah. be one winner. Yeah. <laughs> at, that, at that point, you get a run in from Booker T from the outside, uh, kind of throwing down on, on WWE and putting Stone Cold through a table. Threw him almost past the table. Yeah, yeah he, Austin, was hurt. Austin got hurt. He hurt, a, he hurt his hand, right? No, was it? I think it was his back. He hurt his back because he didn't wrestle yeah. until Invasion. Didn't Benoit get hurt in this match? Too? Yeah, Benoit. Benoit he, got I, hurt he had too. a neck injury. He was he got like a, a superplex from Did he Jericho get hurt on the backdrop or whatever from yeah, the top rope from Jericho. I'm not sure. I don't remember which part, but I know. I think it was his neck. He was out for almost a year, over a year. He was out for a while because I feel too. like that's why the finish was so weird. I feel like he got hurt on that last spot with Jericho, and then Austin just covered him. I can't imagine that was how that was booked to end. No, yeah, that, the finish a, was. Kind he, of he was. No, I, I, I think it was. I think. Yep. I think that's how it was supposed to be. Really? That finish. But that's how he did get hurt. That way they all still look strong. Not not even that, because like I'll get to that, like for first of all, you already know where I'm going with my first thing I know. Too much Earl had this telling. <laughs> yeah, I was I was waiting for <laughs> you to bring out like how has this not come up yet? Too the much. greatest referee too of much. all time. He is terrible. Too much too much. He he is so bad. Too many too many times he fell out. <laughs> so bad. Like, we talked about commentary. I love how bad JR wanted him to lose. He yeah, wanted, oh, yeah, he was yeah. so bad. And he had a line at the end of the match I'll get to. This, but the storyline, like, this is why I said I, like, I think the ending was supposed to be that way. Because the storyline throughout the night was how Austin needed Vince. Yeah. And Austin got his ass kicked this entire match. <laughs> and it was plenty of times where Jericho and Benoit, they were in the ring by themselves, and they could have actually won the match. Yeah. And there were viable openings from to actually win the match. And like we said, the Benoit headshots thing, that's, that's just hard to watch. And I do like the inclusion of Booker T because he was the WCW champion. He took out the WWF champion and he came out the crowd. And that also fueled that whole storyline about if Jericho Benoit wins, they're going to WCW. So that thought was still in the back of your mind. If Jer- if they take Austin out and Jericho Benoit can win the title and actually go to WCW the next night on Raw, which nothing did happen. The only yeah. thing that happened was Mike Austin won the hardcore title over te- from Tess. Uh, Mike Austin. <laughs> at, at the, Not at so the Garden. Awesome. And um, so it wasn't like an emphatic win by Austin. Like, I think that was because the fact that the whole storyline was Austin needs Vince. And, he, and that's the only way he could like, crawl his way to victory. And JR, the littlest line. Mm-hmm. He is perfect. The little line, he says, after, after the bell rung, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Just those words. Yeah. And the way he says it, like, I don't believe Because he said, as Austin was going for the cover, because it can't end like this. Yeah, yeah he's like, I don't believe Because he really <laughs> got took to the limit. And yeah. that's how he wins. 
That's why I thought the match was supposed to be booked that way. Yeah, like he, he had just, to crawl to he victory. just held on. Yeah. Just to me, I I didn't I had a hard time buying that like after all this. That move just takes both of those guys. Everything else that happened, that move takes both of those guys well, out. Well, who knows? I mean, he did get hurt, Benoit. Yeah, but like you said, they no. did go for a half hour. It wasn't like they didn't kill, they kill no, each yeah. other. Because Jericho got hurt on the lion salt. I think he was out with a concussion after that because he landed on the top of his head. And Benoit, I think, missed, like, months Benoit, he missed a year. Pay-per-view. He missed a year. Yeah, he missed dang, about yeah, a year. 11, 12 months. Yeah, that's a so everybody got hurt during this show, <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> or at least match. during that match. Uh, another thing that I that I loved was Heyman making it a point, like maybe ten minutes into the match, he says like, "This is how much the WWF title means to everyone in the back," like because these guys are killing each other, and it's like he really took the time to put over how much the title means. Whereas now, your main title on Raw isn't even on the show. But at this point, it's actually, like, the focal point. Like, it was, that was the story, was that the WWF Championship might be on WCW after tonight. And now it's like, we don't know when the, the Universal Champion... First of all, it's called the Universal Championship. <laughs> and you never know when it's going to be on the show. Goes to show you. I mean, you take out the stalker angle, which we all agree was kind of garbage... You have, as my friend pointed out with his lineage segments, mm-hmm. you had good storylines build, building into each other. You had clear picture where you wanted to go, and it just helped the product. Oh, yeah. It, there was story in pretty much every match. They did a good job of keeping the story going throughout the night. Like, I, I wish just at this at Extreme Rules... I was wishing there was some story that I was hoping would play a part throughout the show. What was the last Raw pay-per-view? You wanted Coke and Beware to come out? Extreme Rules. It was Extreme Rules, okay. I wanted the angle thing to play a part throughout the night, and it didn't. I, I miss them actually doing things throughout the show on a pay-per-view. But yeah, they play don't really in do it anymore. pay off, if you will. Uh, but this was a good pay-per-view. It seems like we all enjoyed it. Anybody have any other thoughts they want to get to before I announce my pick for July? I know Ayla has been waiting patiently on pins and needles to find out, <laughs> and he has something in mind that he thinks I'm going to pick. Well, I have one more thing to say about King of the Ring too. Uh huh. God damn, Vince Stone Cold Steve Austin, what was first check? Wait. So when you go back to that segment, like Austin has like his little shorts <laughs> on with like full like. Knee braces? Yeah. How the hell did he get those shorts off? I don't know. No <laughs> idea. <laughs> also, the the not all black knee braces still look weird to me when I see them. Yeah, because he had a white one. A white, yeah, one. he had the white. And this and this paper, the white ones. Yeah, I always like, picture him with the black. Kind of jumped out at you. Yeah, the white ones I thought looked kind of weird. I think those new, those knee braces were for a shoot. Oh yeah, they definitely <laughs> yeah, were for sure. He had to wear those. Okay. Those were not by choice. Okay. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure for a while he was just wearing one. Yeah. And then it became two when he had another surgery, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they were definitely not part of his uh, ring gear. They they were legitimately needed. Um, so, yes, Alo has something he thinks I'm going to pick. Thank he hopes that. I don't pick it. <laughs> he has threatened to cut a promo on me if I do pick it. We, we might need a drum roll. But my choice for July... Alo, are you ready? I 
He's like, oh, are you he looks crazy? nervous. He looks, he looks scared. Vengeance 2002. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Is that yes, you were wrong, or yes, you were right? I was wrong. I thought... <laughs> I like Vengeance 2002. Okay. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I just don't want us to do Earl Hebner versus Nick Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Which show was that? Invasion 2001. Uh, I was not going to pick. Because Never the, even close to because, Okay, because the reason I thought you would pick that because <laughs> I'm going to quote you. Uh-huh. From 1999 to 2002, in the summer, drinking, mm-hmm. in, where is it, in the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> I was drunk. I remember nothing. Uh-huh. And that's been your MO. Uh-huh. On everything in yes. this time period. Yes. I remember, like, little bits. Yes. Like, major stuff I remember, but, like, details I don't. But I don't remember what happened at what show. It's all blurred and numbed by the effects of alcohol. It is. I know I enjoyed it. Oh, uh, I know it was fun. This is going to be fun. I love, yeah. I love Vengeance 2002. So, Vengeance, Vengeance 2002, 2002, I picked for a couple reasons. One, big main event. Yep, Rock, Another Taker, triple threat match. Kurt Angle. Uh-huh. Uh, we have the pay-per-view debut of John Cena <laughs> against Chris, Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, there was one other reason. Michaels? Oh, well, the, this was when I think one of the big stories was which show is Triple H going to be on. Yeah, because the, the NW... I don't know the whole story. I don't do my research on this because mm-hmm. I don't... I don't. I remember looking up the whole story about the NW, why they dismantled the whole NWO. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the NWO was trying to recruit Triple H. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar has an Intercontinental Championship match, I believe, against Edge. Or no, Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Um, the other reason I'm picking this is I hope, yes. You hope Eric's here, right? Okay. No. no. Okay. But what were you going to say? I'm curious. So Eric could watch his favorite tag team, Edge and Hollywood. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Was not thinking that. My hope is that we can use this to springboard into a certain show that I want for August. I don't know who's going to pick it yet, but there's a certain show that I would like to get. To. I, I thought I was going to do August, and then I realized like two months ago, wait a minute, I'm not picking August. So I'll leave that. You guys could probably easily figure out what show I'm talking about. But, yeah, a young Brock Lesnar, I feel like this will maybe help me remember what I loved about Brock Lesnar once upon a time. Get that bad taste out of your mouth. Yeah, so I'm I'm very much looking forward to rewatching this show. I'm excited. Got the Booker T and Big Show. They had an excellent hardcore yeah. match. <laughs> um, Bubba and Spike against Eddie and Chris Benoit in a mm-hmm. tables match. That sounds good. Jeff Hardy versus William Regal for the European title. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said Art Americans versus Edge and Hollywood Hulk Hogan, John Cena and Chris Jericho, and I believe there's a cruiserweight title match too. Billy Kim and Jamie Noble. Yeah. One half of J and J security. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, if anybody has anything they'd like to add, do it now. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. <laughs> Good one. All right. So that is the show for Mr. Sexy Punakana. Then now forever, see Kane Joe Rodermill. Love you. For Preptagon Junior. Josh Aguina. My guys. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next month. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my ball. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.